Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman. This is episode 195. Uh, I had a chat with Linda Burgess. She is a journalist and author. Uh, she's, uh, it was my first time meeting her, but um, I have known of her work and known some of her work for well, 20 years or so, uh, I think the first time I read one of her books, but she has a brand new book out, a memoir of sorts, that's the subtitle, it's called Someone's Wife. Linda's husband, um, Bob Burgess, was an all-black, and uh, she wrote an essay for the spin-off last year about about that, and about, you know, we would, nowadays would be called WAGS, is the essay. And that um, was the genesis, really, for this memoir, which is a, a memoir in essays. Some really heartbreaking stuff in this book, talking about the uh, loss of an infant, um, some beautiful stories, whimsical, funny tales about family growing up. Um, there's a nice uh, remembrance of Leonard Cohen. There's all sorts of things in here, all the qualities that make Linda a great writer. She's worked for many years across fiction and non-fiction. Her, um, her husband have put out a couple of books, one about historic churches, one about historic houses, but she has written novels. Uh, for many years, she was the TV critic for the Dominion Post. Uh, currently, she does TV reviews on uh, RN on Jesse Mulligan's afternoon show and so this was one of the funny things is that Linda and I are both on RNZ on the same program and we were both on at the Dominion Post at the same time but this is the thing with these sorts of jobs you're just you're just the person who sends in the email with the attachment from home or turns up and and records your segment and disappears so we'd never met each other but we were doing some similar things she invited me around to her house in Wellington and made me lunch and then we sat and had this really lovely chat that um, I I mean I always enjoy these conversations and I always say that to you but I've reflected on this a lot I think there's a lot of heart and a lot of wisdom here and the reason I reached out to her to talk to her was because of this new book in particular which I think is, is wonderful and um, and you know uh, it's getting near that time so this will be a great Christmas recommendation for anyone in your family and a great summer holiday read for you. Um, check the book out and enjoy this conversation. This is me talking with Wellington author Linda Burgess. So we've just met, and thank you for uh, feeding me. That <laughs> yeah, it's lovely to lovely to be in your home, and um, you know I feel like we might start at the end and then go back to the start because I love this book that's the the reason I really wanted to talk to you I've I guess I've been interested in your work because we were just starting to stay off tape we both are on the same show on RNZ but with Jesse but on different days doing different things and we both wrote for the Dominion Post for a long time yes yeah Uh, I covered music you covered TV mostly you did some other bits and pieces but you're a TV critic yep and I did a bit of film yeah a couple of years and yeah just but yeah and And the odd book review and yeah 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 yes um but we'd never met and we've lived in Wellington for a reasonable amount of time each Mm. uh and so but I've been aware of your work for a long time this Book came to me uh, because of really the two essays that were shared on the spin-off. I read yeah. those first, and, and I guess, well, is that the reason the book came about? Yeah, yes, it did. It really was the beginning. Although mm. I had um, a night in twenty sixteen, I had a um, I was on Waiheke Island for three months. So I had a residency, which was a short-lived thing. I mean, it was about three or four I think years. Everyone on Waiheke Island has a residency yeah, of some so. sort, well, don't they? That's what they. That's what I mean. I just. Yeah, well, no, you, don't, you don't actually do any work. No. But so I went for three months, and it was um, 
uh, Darcy Trust. He was a New Zealander who'd mm. gone overseas, lived in New York, and he just decided that his rental batch he would mm. give it. And so, and you got a sort of a, a small amount of money, and I had three months here, and I had to write an essay. So I said I would write one on New Zealand television and what it sort of says about us and what I thought it should say and what it didn't. And Well, when I got there and started to write that, it was actually, um, t- it was too hard. It was a mm. PhD, wasn't it? I was going to say, that's a book. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah it is. And, and I sort of didn't feel, um, I didn't know whether to approach it from an academic angle mm. or whether just to, and also that 2016 was that shocker of a year with Trump and Brexit. Yes. And Les Atkins, a really good friend, died, and I had all these things happening. And so we just enjoyed ourselves so much, but it hung over me like a terrible sort of sword that I had to do it. They mm. weren't fussing at all, but they but they were very good about it actually. Mm. But finally, I sat down and wrote. I write, said to them, I'm doing another essay. They didn't care. I said, I'm doing one, and I did the 10 Christmases. Mm. I had to do 10,000 words, so I thought I'd right. do 10. So that was in there behind it. The fact that I was going to write an essay was already established. But then then I did those two for the spin-off, and that's because Steve Brawny is sort of just this throwaway line, really, said to me. He, he'd asked Robert, you know, my husband was an all-black you know, years and years and years mm. ago, and he'd asked Robert to review the book about Murdoch coming, being sent home. Mm. And... I said to him, because he did it through me, because we correspond frequently through bookish things, um, he said, oh, uh, I said, oh, I was there actually when Murdoch, when, you know, I was actually there. And he said, oh, do you want to write, he said, why don't you write something instead? Why don't you write anything, something, anything about rugby? And that's why I really like the spin-off, mm. they give you this freedom. Yes. And so I wrote, I just sat down and wrote that, I wrote that, you know, a rugby game lasts the whole day, because mm. that was my childhood experience. And that essay got such an incredible feedback. Mm. I mean, it was sort of... Well, it's New Zealand, and was, I mentioned rugby, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but you know, it, you're it off. It was another take on yes, it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. all sorts of people who couldn't give a stuff about That's rugby, right. included, yeah. enjoyed it. And, um, but also rugby people did too, so it was a nice crossover, mm. sort of, and it sort of went, you know, all around the world, actually. Yeah, all yeah. sorts of people liked it. Um, and then I thought, I really loved writing this, so I'm going to do some more. So I did one about Toby, which is the hardest one, you know, our son mm. died, and I wasn't going to publish it yet, I was waiting. But I sent it to Steve and said, does this work? Is this not sentimental and self-pitying and all those things that mm. I wouldn't ever want to be? He said, fantastic, can I publish it? And I said, oh, I don't want you to, and then he sort of nagged. And he said, go on. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's someone who, I mean, I don't know him very well, but I've had experience being edited by him and mm. commissioned by him. Yeah. And he's someone who's going to tell you straight up if, oh, it, if it doesn't work, he, even with a subject as personal oh, as that. I know. He's, he's true. Yeah. In fact, he said with the rugby one, which is quite interesting, he adored that. And he said, I want twice as much. Mm. And it was 2,500 words at that stage. So I added to it. And it was up to about 4,000 words. And I sent it to him and said, you can have the ex- expanded one. But I said, I prefer the first one still. Mm. And he wrote back and said, I think, he said, they're both fantastic. I'd publish either. But the first one, he said, um, it's, it's, he said, it's somehow the rugby one, it's somehow sadder. Mm. And I loved him seeing that in its way. It was sad. Mm. Mm. You know, I wasn't just sort of mocking the whole thing. So we tried, we decided on that the shorter version, mm. and yeah, and that's the one that went into the book as well. Oh yeah, and after that, um, my um, Jenny Helen, who is now at Alan and Unwin, she had been at um, Random House and had published two of my other non-fiction books, mm. and we'd got on very well, we worked together well, and 
she just sent me an email saying, I think it's time we had another book from you. But she had changed publishers by then. She's now running Ellen and Ellen. And that was amazing because no, not my, I've got a lot of writer friends and they're not very often getting publishers saying to them, you know, mm. do, do us a book. You normally have to ask. You have to do the hustle yeah, and you yeah, get the and rejection. I, so I didn't yes. have to do any of that. And I waited till I'd written 10 of them before getting back to her properly and, and we went to the, at that point to the contract stage and she put it through the normal process of asking, you know, she had consulting and all those mm. other things and it was yes. But oh, I loved writing those essays. It comes across, <laughs> it really does. But you know how are you when you write for the paper, which mm. we've both done, mm. you know how good that is for your skill as a writer? Because mm -hmm. you have to be economical mm. and you have, have to... Have to hit the deadline. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. Yeah, and also with... Um, you know, writing about music or writing about um, television, you you have to take other people's taste into consideration. Also, you have to write, with television in particular, you have to write on the assumption they may not have seen what you're mm. reviewing. So you, they've got to enjoy it, even if they haven't seen... Yes, what, what details to include yeah, and, what, you know, yes. when to not be completely talking down to oh, someone yeah. and, and or filling telling them... The, telling the story. That's you right. Know, you know, nothing is I mean, you write, you write beautifully in this book about Leonard Cohen, just a little kind of fan letter, <laughs> well, but, it's, but it's more than that because it's yeah, about, yeah. as with everything in this, it's about your life, but yeah, yeah there's going to be people that read this book that, yeah. oh, I've never really listened to Leonard Cohen, but they'll get what you're well, talking you know, about. Well, it was, and it was partly because Leonard Cohen, that concert, yeah. it's still the definitive concert that I've ever seen, the, the last one in yeah. Auckland, and it was because, well you know millions more than I do about music and concerts, but he, so, he was so, he was gracious and and he was um, inclusive of his, you know, the, the ten of them that were on the stage, and he just took us with him mm -hmm. and you know, he, I, I love I do love his singing, but it's not really only about the singing, it was about so but it became a sort of a point with all of our friends. If you hadn't been to one of the later Leonard Cohen concerts, mm. you were you were you were definitely lacking or missing something. You weren't in the club. You weren't in the club. Yeah. yeah. And so I started to write it and it was only towards the end that I thought, I'm going to go into his head because yes. I was thinking, oh, I can't say anything else that hasn't been said already <laughs> yeah, about yeah, the concert. Yeah. I'm not you know, I'm not a musical critic and, and so suddenly thinking, God, he must be looking out and seeing the same people all around the world mm. in his tribe. Yeah, I like the way you you um, got into his head and yeah. examined those things and then you still you know, you're still pulling out details that are of interest and maybe not everyone yeah. that knows about Leonard Cohen knows, but yeah. again also like his money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then and but also yeah, I feel like if a person was reading this book and they had perhaps never listened to Leonard Cohen yeah. or not much, they're not gonna skip that. No, because no, there's yeah. enough yeah. and your writing is good and generous. Oh. So, you know, you're yeah. a great observer. I love I love observing. Well, this book is yeah. just full of it, isn't it? Like full of observations. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of life's pleasures, and I remember years ago actually, Bill, Bill Ralston who interviewed me on the radio probably about twenty something years ago, and I said, and at that stage I was fifty-ish because I'm seventy now, and I was um, very aware of how invisible I'd become, mm. and and 
really, really enjoying invisibility because you can go to a cafe and you can sit there mm. and or on the bus and you can listen and watch and no one even sees you doing it. Whereas if you're 25 or 18 in New Zealand, they'll say, oh, you'll know me next time. You know, if you yeah, look yeah. at someone. And New Zealand isn't a great place where for staring, you're not really encouraged to do it. But uh, no, I love, I love observation. I, I do. And I love, I mean, I overanalyze everything. But, mm. Yeah. But there's so many little, um, I guess, sweet little interesting details of not only your life, but yeah, the lives yes. that you're observing, yeah, which yeah. because it's your take on it, that becomes part of your life. Well, that, yeah, that's nice to say that because I, when you write anything like a memoir, underneath the whole time you're thinking, who cares unless, why is my life mm, important? Mm, why am I so, important? <laughs> why am I, yeah, and so I, when I called it, um, we sort of didn't know whether to call it essays or a memoir, you know, Jenny yeah. and I said, well, it's not really a memoir in a way, it's, as I said, it's a memoir of sorts, yes. and that's what I called it, because it's really about the times, and it's about other people being able to identify with how I see things, I think. And well, you remove yourself in the yeah, title. Yeah, I, yes. Someone, someone's yes. wife, well, a memoir of sorts. Yes. You yeah. know, you're almost reducing yourself. Well, I mean, I grew up in a family where you didn't sky it. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was sort yeah. of... Yeah, and, and I felt very odd about writing about myself on one level. So that did give me... Um, I'm not going to use the hideous, give me the permission, but you know, it, it allowed me to do it without feeling constrained by... I feel like it could have also been called a memoir of marriage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, Anne Patchett is one of my favourite mm. um, writers. She She's written a memoir called This is the Story of a Happy Marriage, and that had affected me. I've read a, I love novelists' memoirs, mm, you know, and mm. I and she and Helen Garner and there's a number of novelists mm. who've written memoirs. But she wrote about a happy marriage as one in which the person makes you a better person than you would have been otherwise, and I quite like that. Mm. I mean, we're we don't count, so we've been married nearly fifty years, and we get on most of the time. But <laughs> you know, but I mean, marriage is the most bizarre situation to start with. Isn't it? I mean, marriage, what? <laughs> but uh, but it was interesting that early on in our marriage, I got identified um, as somebody's wife yes. because because he, because of who your husband because was. Because he was pretty, he what when I married him, we just another university together, and then he got into the All Blacks unexpectedly, really. Yes. And after we'd been married six weeks, and suddenly he was everybody's property. And that was really, really interesting. Mm. Um, and I was um, the wife of someone who was everybody's problem. You know, I said we were, now we'd be called wags. I didn't feel the slightest bit like a wag. And ironically, the, um, the Women's Weekly, who actually interviewed me a few weeks ago, mm. they rang me up at the time to do an article about being an All Blacks wife. And I said, no, you can do an article about me while I'm a writer. I don't want to be interviewed as somebody's <laughs> wife. And that was all those... Years ago, yeah. Actually, How yeah. delicious to do that interview yeah. <laughs> about the subject, but from the point of view I, of a writer. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. told them that actually it was funny because I told them when they asked me to interview them um, if they could interview me, I said, "Well, this is a real irony because mm. 50 years ago," and they didn't pick up on it in the way that I thought they might have. Mm. You know, because mm. it really was a nice turn on the yeah. story. But and I think they didn't mention it. But Julie Jacobson, she's a terrific journalist. Yes, now. but um, you know, their take on the magazine itself. Mm, mm. But you, you, you know, I was thinking like, yeah, a memoir of marriage or a memoir of family yeah. because mm. I guess the way it's it's hinged is the opening essay is the is the first spin-off one about yeah, the rugby wife, yes, the, we yeah. would be called Wags now. Yeah. 
And then in the middle, you've got the piece about Toby. Yes. And then yeah. at the very end, you've basically got this yeah. piece saying, you know, I like where I am now yeah. and this is our home and, yes, you yes. know, yeah. rah, rah, rah. And through it all is this, I mean, there's several threads that run through it. Yes, yeah. But I just sort of looked at it that way and thought, you know, it's almost a memoir of marriage. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, well, that's because that's what I have been doing for the last 50 years. <laughs> that's been one of your jobs. That's one of my jobs. That's my my job but uh, I wrote another piece for the spin-off actually ages ago and I, Robert and I did a couple of books about mm. the time he retired one was a historic houses and one was historic churches and the, the spin-off Steve asked me to write one of the very first things when the spin-off started and it was about writing working together writing the book mm. and, and that was the second book the church book and I wrote you know, quite a scathing. I, in many ways, I absolutely hated working with Robert. It was fine the first book because yeah. he was still working and we would fit it into weekends. But when it became our shared job, he's he's very controlling. He's very <laughs> controlling. He liked doing things a certain way and he liked ringing people up, which I actually hate to hate doing, funnily enough. I'm more sociable in many ways, but he's more, you know, happy to ring people up and yeah. intrude and you know, go and knock on church doors and insist people bring the key and show us that they were alarmed. No, no, don't worry. Um, and in the end, uh, he oh, he kept wanting, I would say I can only do one a day. When you're interviewing people and you're mm. going into a one at the very most two a day and he would suddenly I would find he'd organise two more to do and so I felt like throttling him yeah. half the time and so I, I wrote this and of course he made it all happen which was great but at the end um, you know I, I wrote this essay about feeling like throttling him and then I said to Steve well you can say um, Linda lives in Wellington with her soulmate you know so mm. I hate that expression I just think I've just completely gone through saying how much he infuriated me I, I like the irony of calling him my soulmate so it's <laughs> but we get on we get on very well yeah. but like you know with kids it's interesting you don't I've got friends who've written memoirs who've had to rewrite them because their kids have had terrible tantrums and said don't mm. dare put me in your mm. you know well we see that in things like uh, uh, I reckon, you know, that, that Hollywood movie Walk the Line about Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that was basically written like with that. the... Well, it was written... <laughs> yeah, it was written with the control yes. of the children, yes. though, yeah. because they don't yeah. want to... They're still totally. alive. They don't want everyone to know that Dad was actually... Yeah. ...a hundred times worse than so, he's portrayed yeah. in that. I know, I know. And yeah, that, yeah. And, that, and you can see that in some memoirs. Yes. You think, oh... But it was I still a good film, you're yes, right. Yeah, but was, no, but you're right. That, that, that I, I notice when memoirs leave things out mm-hmm. and, and they're the sort of thing you often want to read about too you want to know that other people have sort of various situations but you yeah, know certainly my, my kids were good but they were very sort of trepidatious about it I guess what did they get to see before uh, were there certain much. things um, you well they saw the ones in the spin off yes. um, and actually that was um, very hard because um, they didn't know they had a brother born before them. Mm, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah they, they knew, always knew that. Yes. But, I don't, but now that their parents themselves, I don't think they really had realised how um, how terrible it was losing mm. the baby. And mm. we played it very... When they had children, we never mentioned it because the thought of them losing mm. child, and in fact, one of you know, my son actually did, uh, just in late pregnancy, and it was all too... Um, Oh, it was all too hard. And our daughter found it particularly um, difficult um, mm. reading it. She mm. said she just found it very upsetting. And I thought on a number of ways she found it upsetting, but I could understand 
but um, then you've got this ruthlessness as a writer that you have to write what you want to write. So it, just as the book's got a, a kind of subtitle, a memoir yeah. of sorts, basically each chapter, which is a standalone essay, yeah. has a little, almost a subtitle, like yeah. a, little, a little stand first that tells you... Mm. So, you know, the first one is in which rugby enters my life and never really leaves yeah, it. Yeah. Now, this one we're talking about, Toby, in yeah. which we have to confront our worst it's, fear. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the, the clue is, well, yes. is right, the tell is yeah. right there. Yes, it does, because I don't want... Because actually, when Steve published that one, um, a couple of people wrote in and said, you've got to have it at the beginning, you know, this is content. Like a trigger warning, yeah, 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 yeah. But I just... He was, for God's sake, and I was thinking, oh, for God's sake, too, but he put it in because, you know, he felt he, should, you know, he had to. But um, I just sort of think, we're, we're so scared of surprises yes. now. We're, we're scared of being offended, we're scared of being upset, and and um, I just think that's a great shame that it we... It feels good to me mm. to be devastated, yeah. and, that, and that's what happened when I read that. You know, I read it at a computer yeah. screen, mm. and I sat and stared at the screen without taking on board what was on the screen for yeah. maybe 10 minutes afterwards. I couldn't do anything. Oh, that's... Well, you know, that's and I've read it yeah. several times. Yeah. I've obviously read it, I read it twice in the book, having read it online yeah. a couple of Actually, times. Actually, a friend I had coffee with yesterday, she said, oh, of course I didn't read the Toby one again. Mm. I couldn't bear to. And I can hardly bear to read it. Mm. I read it again the other day, and I thought... But I read it as a writer rather than as a mother... And I thought, oh, a sort of awful callousness that does come over you. I thought, yep, that works. You know, that works <laughs> well as a story. And they're just thinking, that was my baby. You know, it is, it is such an odd. And, I, you know, for anyone that says, well, because, you know, you've what? You've lived with that. In some sense, you've lived with that essay for a long time. Yes, yeah. Uh, would no, be a way true. to put it. But then outing it, creating it, writing yeah. the piece... As much as that might lay something to rest, it brings it br- brings it all back. back. It brings and, it all back and, and makes it public. It, it does, and you don't. You see, I have this great fear of people being sorry for me. I consider mm. myself someone who, like, well, there's that Graham Greene novel. I think it's The Power and the Glory, and which pity is considered the, mm. the most cruel emotion, and I agree with that. I don't want people sorry for me, but I still wanted to tell. I mean, I know so many people who've lost children, mm. and around about the time that we lost him. A lot of friends, I mean, I've got three other friends who've had cot deaths um, at, the sim- at similar times, I've, and other friends, I was at a meeting at Massey one day, um, and there were about 20 people in the room, and I was just sitting and I was going around the room and working out who had had, who'd lost children, and there was one who'd lost a daughter in a motor in an accident, and somebody else, you know, all around the room, out of about um, 20 of us, there were about 12 people that lost children. Mm. And that doesn't seem to be the case now. Some of the people, because uh, cot deaths were, yes. well, they were terrible because they were a fashion. But he was the victim of a fashion, and that fashion was to sleep children on their front on sheepskins. And we were told, and I was as conscientious as heck about bringing up my children, and mm. we did that. And of course, it made them very strong. Their necks are very strong, and their backs, and they raised it. And he was a very strong little boy. But there's something about lying on their front. Which puts them in, well, now they insist that you don't do that. I mean, mm, if you get tummy mm. time and your boy will have slept on his back or his side, you know, they, they, they don't sleep. And those sheepskins too, which were gorgeous among them. And many, many children survived. Most children survived. Mm, mm. But there were a significant number that didn't. And we weren't smokers and we weren't, you know, all the other things that they warn you about. We were mm. none of those. Mm. And um, 
So I still think, oh, and I wonder too how many causes of cot death there are. I'm sure there's not just the one. Mm. But I also believe that they happen at a certain time often in a baby's life, which is when they go from being a newborn to a baby. You know, he was 11 weeks, mm. and there is that point. And I remember Gemma and Benedict both going through that stage and thinking, oh, they're past it now. There's a mo-, And I think it really is a, like adolescence, you know, when you turn from a boy to a man or whatever. I think with a baby, a newborn to a baby, but that's my theory and I've never heard anyone else expound it, so mm. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I mean, w- I was thinking, would you... What would it be like for you to read that essay out? You know, you're saying you, I, I imagine no. Yeah, it's interesting no. because I'm I'm at the women's book, um, the women's literature, literature mm. tea up in Auckland this weekend, mm. and I've got to read a couple of bits, and I'm on verb too the mm. week after, and I don't think I can read that. I don't I don't, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to cry. Yes. <laughs> and I don't want anyone else to cry. I, yeah. I think it's a private thing yeah. that you say. Um, People should read it in private because if it, um, the radio is interested at the moment, I don't know whether it'll happen or not. But you know, with the mm. reading it, and I just thought, oh, could I read it's, that without? Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Some things are, um, you know, a lot of writers end up liking the sound of their own voice because they have to, one yes. way or another. But some yeah. things are for the page. Yes, yeah. I, I wrote an essay for um, the spin-off about mm. miscarriages. Because oh, we had yeah. a couple, yes, yes. and uh, yeah, wanted I to write. That. I wanted to write yeah. it from the point of, of. I can only write it from the point of view yeah. of a guy, but mm. I wanted to sort of talk mm. about that. And um, Emily put it in her book that came out of um, you know pieces yeah. she'd written and a whole lot of others. And she asked me to go to the, and I was pleased with it. Yes. And people yeah. said nice things about it yeah. and all of that. Yeah. And it's one of those things. You don't recognise how many people have gone through it. You write something like yes. that. I got really, I, I got really lovely messages from guys yeah. saying, yep. you know, yeah. plenty from women that yeah. um, had either experienced it or even hadn't just yes, read just, parenting writing yeah. and wanted to say what it meant to them. But I got a, a lot from, uh, quite a few from guys saying, you know, this happened to me and yeah. you know, this happened to us and thank you for articulating yes. it. Yeah. So then one day, uh, I'm trying to think if it was that must have been last year, the book would have come out. I. I popped over to the library and when, it, when we still had a yeah, library yeah. in the town and, um, and Emily was doing a, she'd asked me to go over because she was doing a reading mm. and she wanted to get a couple of other people to read their pieces mm. and she asked me to read it and my voice cracked like yeah. it's never, you know, yes. I got most of the way through it <laughs> yeah. and I wasn't ashamed that it, no, that no. happened but I just felt it on a level that I have yeah, never I felt it. I've no. done poetry readings, I've done talk, public talks, I've read pieces of other work I've read really personal stuff and it hasn't affected me yes. like this you know I've spoken yeah. at funerals all of that thing yes. like, like a lot of us have yeah. but this it was just like right near the end yeah. of the piece when I was talking about um, you know what, what we'd gone through and then the decision yeah. to not have any more children after the one that we had yeah. and there's a line about you know something like Oscar will be an only child, child. but he won't be a lonely child yeah. oh, and yeah. I just yeah. felt I remember this actually yeah but yeah. so I'm just yeah. you know that's yeah. just to say I thought of you when I yeah. reading your piece which is about a different thing yeah, and, and so much there's a connection but yeah, yeah. what I'm getting at is I just thought man I bet you never want to read that no no I'm <laughs> glad you no I don't and so probably up in Auckland I'll mm. probably read the bit about the cat in the dryer the cat in the dryer actually because that's an easy one an easy one to read yeah yeah but, um, 
Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's go back to um, where you came. I mean, I know lots of these yeah. things because I read the book. But for people listening, let's let's go back to where you came from and how you got got to this. This is not your first book. No, you've written no. a few, no, as you yeah. mentioned. Mm. You've written fiction and non-fiction, yeah, yeah. and you've written journalism. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, when does that all happen for you? What are you doing as a kid? Oh, you're a bookworm. Reading and writing. You count. Yeah. You count. Um, you say it's a good Christmas. You count Christmas yes. by the number of books, books you get. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and that was in, in times when now kids get massive Christmas presents often. But when well, my father was a bank manager, we weren't. We were neither well off nor, mm. or, you know. But Christmas was just a, a number of small things usually, mm. and books was what I definitely. I wouldn't have cared if I hadn't got another manicure set, but I did love buying. I love getting books. Mm. And uh, yeah, I was an avid reader from very early on. I'm pretty sure I was reading before I went to school, and um, and then wrote. I wrote from about six or seven. I wrote, was writing a novel, you know, by the time I was eight. Mm. And I look mm. at my granddaughter now, thinking, God. And uh, I remember when I was in a standard one, we wrote some stories. We all wrote stories for the primers, you know, <laughs> two mm. years younger than us. And Mrs. Langman, who'd been my teacher, she came and and and. She must have come into our class to thank us for the stories, and she said, Linda Todd, which was my name then, will be a writer when she grows up. Uh, and I've never forgotten that. And I've remembered to say that to kids when I was a teacher. Mm. If I saw a real talent there, I would make sure they knew that I'd seen it, you know, because that made a huge difference to me. But all through school, it was stories I got picked out for, you know, that I could write a story. And an English teacher of mine said to me years after I left school, she said, oh, she'd only taught two people in her entire career who could write a story about anything. And I was one of them because just give me like, give me a topic and I'll think of an idea. Mm. And um, no, I love telling a, sto- a story. I love telling. And so I think reading, though, I was the avid reading and sort of, realising that people were writing the books that mm. I was reading, I suppose. And then I went to university and I wanted to I wanted to be a journalist when I left school, but I went to Massey and I never got onto the newspaper or anything. It was sort of partly transport. Massey was out of out of town mm. and I had just a bike and it was done. Um, and all the boys I knew, my friends, they were all on the you know, writing league paper, um, the Massey paper and Masquerade, the um oh, you know, Tom Scott was at university with me and he was doing the the capping magazine and things, but I never was. And I sort of wonder why I didn't. I think nobody asked me. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. as simple as that. Yeah, and I, and then I wrote a bit again. I didn't. I was things like head of the Children's Literature Association and Palmerston North and things, very keen on children's books and my kids are growing up and reading all the time. Mm. Mm. Still, yeah, and I started writing in my 40s. Yeah, you, you, you make reference yeah. to it in this book, and I wondered if it was as simple as... Um, Apart from everything building up to it, yeah. was it as simple as the children going off to university? Yeah, yeah and or high school really. It was or, yeah, yeah, stage, yeah, yeah. And I didn't. They don't need you in the same mm. way, and also they don't take your creativity out of you in the same way as little yes. kids do. You know. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. And so I had to, you know, I, I was repositioning myself at that time. And turning forty was quite significant, actually. And we went to France. I turned forty in France. We went over for eighteen months. Mm. Well, was scientist and went. Um, sort of on a sabbatical thing and when we came home I suppose I had lots of new stories to tell because I think in stories mm. you know I, I think and I relate to th- yeah 
I think I rewrite, I write in my head all the time, and I already mm. was creating story. So I just thought I was going to stop saying I'm going to be a writer one day and just do it. And Fiona Farrell was a good friend, she'd, and still is, and she'd started writing a couple of years earlier and sort of, and was immediately winning competitions and being published all over the place. And I thought, oh, so it's possible, mm. you know, in New Zealand. Um, it's possible. When you say she started writing a couple of years earlier, had you talked about was it a similar sort of path for her of, yeah, well, she, you know, yeah, my children yeah. don't need yeah, me as similar. intensely, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and she was um, also, she was involved in drama and she was writing plays and things too. She came in and poetry, she was... Yeah, I guess I can't really answer for her, but mm, certainly mm. she'd started again at the same mm-hmm. stage, and mm. in her 30s she'd thought, yeah, she would write. She was a, bit, a little bit earlier than me. Mm. But she was encouraging, actually, which was nice, because writers don't always encourage other writers, actually. Yeah, well, I think, you know, maybe then, too, with mm. communication being a bit more well, no, long-form. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, now and there like, are communities, like yes. actual online communities, yeah. writers' yeah. pages and things. But you're right, it's a, an oddly solitary and yet competitive yeah. Yes. Yeah. landscape Definitely. for a lot of people. And, I mean, out, you know, we had a very good group of friends in Palmerston North, and... Um, Fiona was one, and Sarah mm. Ring's mother. Mm. <laughs> and we did a lot of sitting on sofas having coffee. And the way we survived being parents, actually, mm. was each other. You know, mm. they had kids fighting in the sandpit while we just talked about things. You know, and and we were going through that very poor part of your life, actually, with young kids. Mm. And where you're deciding, you're realising that there are decisions that you make and that you're not going to get another chance, actually. You know, you do know that round about 40. <laughs> That um, not so much now because there's, you know, people do start being lawyers at fifty now. But then, no, you're sort of set in your path a bit more. I felt anyway, mm. especially in Palmerston North, which didn't have the opportunities that say Wellington has. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So what's the first? bit of writing you do as a writer you know like you're saying you've, you you always wrote yeah. but when you make this sort of decision essentially oh, I wrote a short I wrote a short story. Um, and I entered it, I just felt like writing a short story, and I entered it in the um, Sunday Star Times competition, and I got, they used to have um, new writers, and, mm. and I got um, shortlisted in the, in the, in the um, new writers section, and it was the first story I'd written, so, and then it went off to England where it was judged by, oh God, not William Golding, but one of those sorts of English, sort of rather dark, English writers whose name I now forget, but I used to think, um, I thought it was funny because I used to say he'd he read everything I'd ever written and I've read everything he'd ever written. <laughs> I just wrote one story. But he chose, it was a guy from the South Island who won who sort of did write a story about someone having their, a sheep having its throat cut. And I thought he was, my one was a much more light sort of women sitting on the back step in the sun talking about things. Um, it was about unrequited love, actually. Mm. And um, it was sort of, but it was, a, and it was a nice story. And then the next magazine, which was just starting, and I sort of sent it to them, and they published it. So I had written one story. It was shortlisted in a competition, and then um, 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 published. So after that, I started sending, writing more stories, and sent them to. It was great in those days. The Listener accepted them. Mm. Um, Metro magazine mm. accepted them. Quote unquote was going then for Stephen Stratford. They were accepted. You know, so I'd written these stories. Every I never got turned down. Yeah, it was yeah. an incredible start. And then I realised I'd written about five or six. Then I wanted to write a novel. 
if I manipulated at all, it could be a novel, and that was Between Friends, and first novel, which was runner-up, best first book, and did quite well. But um, it was an interesting time. I was I was slightly ahead of my time. I was sort of um, literary chaplet, mm. and mm. it hadn't happened then. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know, so so it was interesting. I mean, I suppose it was a Faye Weldon, and you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but not ha- not here. I suppose a bit with um, Marilyn. Duckworth. And, yeah. Yeah, but I did continue to. But um, Otago University Press published me. They were the people I, because Wendy Harris is there. But yeah. Now you've um, answered my next question, yeah. which is going to, which was going to be, um, how well did you know Stephen Stratford before you wrote Safe Sex? Oh, oh, <laughs> and uh, and I want to talk about what a strange relic of a book that is. Yeah, I mean it's a strange. Well, it's the first. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? It's the first email. Novel Speaking of, ahead world. of your time, yeah, exactly. Well, I know. Now I love that book. Oh, I read good. that book when it, you know, and I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I read it when it came out because now, it would, it's essentially, <laughs> in a weird way, it's essentially irrelevant to the point now where it would be a curio. Yeah, you know, and I, yeah. that's not that's yeah. not a judgment on no, the writer. No, I know, I know. So set it, an set it, novel. Yeah, yeah, set it up for us. How did this happen? Oh, well, he, I was doing quite a bit of. Uh, yeah, so I, you know him through quote unquote. Obviously, oh, you through quote unquote. I didn't know him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Him. No, but he was also sort of like Steve Broad yesterday. He was a very good supporter, and he really liked my writing and so I was sending him stuff back and forth and I was writer in residence at Massey that year mm. and my friend John Muirhead who was lecturing at Massey he said to me oh why don't you do a novel in emails mm. but and it was somebody but and because I thought oh, so I this is 1997 that comes out eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, email was just beginning that's right actually yeah. and so I thought oh Stephen Stratford's a really good writer, so I put the idea to him, thinking he will think of it. And he said, fantastic, I'd love to, because he was actually going through quite a hard time. Quite unquote was mm. finishing, and he was, mm. having a, he was in some romantic relationship that wasn't working, and he was all sort of... A, so he wanted something to do as well, you know, and so we... It was good fun, actually. Mm. So you fun. basically uh, play these characters in it yeah, yeah. who... Uh, Exchange emails, yes, and we yeah. follow the whole. And yeah, there, yeah. obviously, there's been um, books that have been written in letters, well, and, and Crossroad was in a way my mm. um, sort of the sort of image. That was my sort of oh, what's, what's we're looking for. You know, that, that sort of gave me the idea in a yeah. way because I'd love that. I, I like yeah. epistolary letter uh, books, and that one particularly because you do get. A very interesting friendship when you're emailing people, yeah. and I don't know whether you do to the same extent now because then it was unusual, and also it, unlike letters which take time to post yes. and the rest of it, it's very instant, mm. and you can always see how easily people get themselves into really stupid situations. Oh yeah, they? yeah, on on email, and you still do. I mean, you still see. I still send other things to my sister, you know, in the middle of the night. Think, oh, it's God. What did you get for? You know, so you know, I, I, it's yeah. You forget who you're emailing, and you yeah. put a little cross at the bottom of it, and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah. this this came out at that time when we're all learning yes, yeah. email. So that's what was interesting about, it. and that's what I mean by it being a relic. That yeah. now yeah. it would be in, well, it'd be interesting to revisit it if, for yeah. anyone who had read it, I suppose. But also reading yeah. it now, you you'd just go, yeah. "Why was this?" A thing at yeah. the time, but it really was well, funny, interesting. Funnily enough, I, I thought it would make a good TV series mm. too, and I mentioned it to at the time to um, oh to the Gibson Group, who I was doing some work for. With you know, I've done mm. screenplay writing, and they said, "Well, what would you, you know, how, how could you make something out of sitting at a computer?" Well, then of course that movie came out. You've got mail. Yes, about a year later. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, yeah. see, <laughs> you told, <got> you. <laughs> told you. I told you. 
I do think you could it could have you know it could have worked very well actually yeah. as, a, as a TV series. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> lots of things work well as TV series and are never made. <laughs> but um, no, so yeah. Yeah, actually, no, I saw Stephen last year at a meet. We were both at the same meeting because mm. he was already seen. But uh, and we were laughing, and I remember writing that. <laughs> did it come to how, did it come together quite quickly? Yeah, it was over that year, mm. and then I went up to Auckland a couple of times and stayed with friends and worked with him in his office. And we did mm. it. Um, you know, we did it but, um, on you're, two separate you're, computers. Yeah, and that yeah, was, yeah. That's good. And he's very, you know, he was the you know, consummate professional. Yeah, he's yeah. He'd done so many books for. With other people, yes. and um, and we enjoyed. We got on, you know. We we laughed. We laughed at the same things, and it, no, it worked well. Because yeah. you're co- you're literally co-authors of it. Both yeah. your names yeah. are on the, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I just I, I, every now and then I sort of think about that oh, book exactly. and go, you know, like that's such a. It's a yeah. bit well when I say irrelevant. It's a bit like, um, you know, I had the book about the Y two K bug. You know, oh, yeah, read, yeah, you know, remember yeah, that? And you, yeah. you see that everywhere now yeah, in like yeah, kind yeah, of lines, right. book sales and stuff, yeah. and they can't yeah. give it away. Yeah. And it's like there are these yeah. books that yes. exist for a particular time. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that only could have existed in New Zealand. Well. That's yeah, right. It couldn't have sold anywhere else. It was very much in New Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah. No, so, sorry, there's a reflection on the door oh. there. And I keep, there's a cat in the kitchen. We don't have a cat. It's not. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I just, I always thought yeah. that was, yeah. But it's um, funny, that book, that book polarised people. I remember yeah. Kim, Kim Hill, on to that point, had yeah. been giving me amazing re- book re- reviews. You know, she really liked my fiction. Well, she really hated that one. And she, right. And she was hated it. And I remember sitting in the sitting room thinking, hmm, and Steve, Stephen emailed me saying, you know, what have you done? What have you done to offend Kim? <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, she said you want to throw it across the room and you remember things like this. And she'd said I was a genius about three months earlier with my short story collection. So, yeah. But that's fine. You know, just I know Did why you... I irritated some people. And you back in favour with her? I don't know. Oh, yes, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you didn't hit her up about it. No, um, oh, no, why would you? No. You'd never. I mean, you ne- no, everyone, I mean, honestly, you can't remember, you can't... Um, Bad reviews, you, you can't. You do, you do remember. But actually, I have to say, with this book, just for mm. someone's wife, I have had absolutely amazing, fantastic yeah. reviews. And yeah. not one single person's even, except for one person your friend did. on Facebook. It <laughs> 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 was so funny. <laughs> I posted on Facebook that I was reading it, and someone said, Should we say who it was? Yes. Doesn't matter, because I'll probably end up talking to him on the podcast one day. <laughs> yeah. Colin Morris said, yeah. What did he say? Something like that. It was a bit slight. Yeah, what, basically. I found it sort of appalling shallow or something <laughs> like that. And actually, I must say that I had a dual reaction to that. One was, I did have that stab. Yeah, because you always get it. <laughs> yeah, you do. And then I thought, Oh, I've been, been waiting. And so at that time, oh, who was it in. One of the American candidates for the Democratic Party, Elizabeth Warren, mm. had been called a, um, a cougar by someone. And she decided that she would say, oh, let's hear it for all of us cougar. You know, rather than, yeah, and so I thought it's far better, rather than get sort of all cross and pious, is to say, I've been waiting for someone to say that, because I have. Yeah. Because, you know, the fraud thing. And, uh, you know, so I managed to sort of slightly win, and I don't know whether I did or not, by saying, mm. you know, I've been waiting weeks and weeks for someone to say that, and at last somebody mm. had, which implied that everybody else has been... Has said the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they kind of have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah, they have. that you know and of, honestly, yeah. I mean, even in, in the listener, you know, Catherine... Um, Robert, Robertson, the reviewer and the listener, said, you know, this is a book of national significance. And I well, so did uh, Catherine on the spin-off. Yeah, the spin-off. She just raged. Gushed. Yeah, I know. That was yeah. my first review. Yes. So that was on the day that the book was done. Yeah. And then John Campbell, yes, I was on radio, TV, 
morning TV with and they're Campbell. All, and they're all right. Yeah, they're well, all, you know. Well, they no, they are. Because they exactly, no, but they are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, a really significant piece oh. of writing, oh, or pieces of nice. writing. It's, yeah. But well, it was, I just think that it's about, I suppose it is about us. I don't know. But I'm glad that people have liked it because it would have been very demoralising if people hadn't. <laughs> but you recognise things in this book, like that. I just think there's a great sort of uh, tapping into a general Kiwi experience, or yeah. lots of general yeah. Kiwi experiences. I want to find this bit that cracked me up because this, I guess, I can only relate to this in terms of my parents but oh, coming the, home from university yeah they're re-entering in which my children go to university and then come home and I just yeah. I just read a couple of lines from near the start where you say our house thrums with emptiness we learn we have a cat we turn the television back to TV1 the radio back to the national program remove call waiting from the telephone eat our dinner on our knees which we have sworn we will never do wonder if we're turning into our parents and find that we still enjoy each other's company yeah. now I had a flashback to that happening with my parents yeah. I don't know I don't know that it did but yeah. I just have to assume that, that it, it did well, yeah. and I love those little moments in time like I mean who has call waiting anymore? I know it's a bit like writing a novel in emails you know it's another marker of a time well that essay that one was actually in I think it was in North and South mm. at that time in 1996 that's the oldest piece of writing right ever. and I went through it and um, edited it but not much yeah. and I thought oh, excuse me I thought I'll, I'll leave that stuff about call waiting and I, mm. and, but also the the changing the the, t- the, the radio and the TV yes. back to different channels and you know, there were only three I think there were only three or four channels there yes yeah but yeah no I, <laughs> no it's very it's very vivid you know yeah. and it's like I remember and and yeah. When you describe your daughter, well, both of them coming home, but your daughter coming home and yeah. complaining about our, only, our, only, our standards. only the only the shit cars available <laughs> and, and changing the station to yeah. some some sort of boom back techno yeah. and and I thought God, that's me when I got home to my you know so so if, if we weren't on one end experiencing yeah. it, we were on the, on other, the other end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think so. And actually, what I have liked is that people your age, you know, the young, mm. <laughs> have liked it and mm. have obviously liked it, and they've said to me. No, and uh, you know, I was at Sarah Lang's launch the other night, and um, Emily Perkins was there saying, I'm going to buy four copies of it actually. One for me, one for my mother, one for my aunt. And I was like, Oh, it's nice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, you know, because that age group, you you do want to, uh, yeah. Well, I don't think we think of ourselves as old in the way that um, our parents, when they were our age, yeah, we're sort of old. I sometimes think, When my mother was 70, would she really have been on radio talking about television or writing a book like yeah, this? Yeah. Doing what we did, sort of things well, that I still do. Referencing the Sopranos, yeah. referencing, yeah. you know, what yes. even, all these yeah. sort of like zeitgeisty yes. yeah. moments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. I remember, I, you know, my dad's just turned 70 and. I can remember yeah. talking with him. It didn't seem that long ago that we were talking about some old seventy-year-old dude. Yes, I you know. know, like, and yeah. it might have been in the context of watching like a documentary about the Beatles yeah. or the Stones yeah. and seeing the grumpy old, you know, yeah. people yes. that didn't yes. get it. But that's still <laughs> yeah. not that long I know. ago. Because <laughs> my father used to say, from about fifty-eight years on, he used to, oh, you know, he used to say, "Oh, if I got killed in a car accident, they'd call me elderly from now." And that's true. And mm. that's what I sort of feel like now when they say someone's elderly. I think I hope they're not seventy. Oh, you know, but. Mm. but uh, oh no! It's um, no, we've got. But actually, the, the other day, Lucy, our lovely, lovely granddaughter in Auckland, she she texted me at about half past ten at night to say she'd just been to see that movie about the women sailor. The oh sailor. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And she said to me, "It's the best movie you've ever seen. You've got to go." <laughs> 
And I just loved it. We did, actually. We went and we loved it. But um, I just thought, here am I lying in bed at 70, and my 19-year-old granddaughter is texting me to tell me that I would like a movie. I could not be more fortunate. Yeah. You know, there was something, you know, that she would bother and think about me that I would like it. I just felt, well, amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So nice. Yeah, totally. Um, So how do you get into writing about TV? Oh, I was doing a lot of book reviewing at that stage yeah. for the Dominion Post. Well, that's something that writers do. Yeah, book yeah. And, and, I, and, and so it, it used to be semi-lucrative. Yeah, well, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, it's long it's hours, like 40, but... 40 hours, 40 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. But so Ruth Nichols was um, yes. the editor. Yeah. And I had various... Um, Bernard Carpenter and Ruth, and um, who always gave me really good books. I was very lucky. Mm. But Ruth Nichols rang up one day, just really out of the blue, and she said, all oh, the TV critics... Um, because the editor at the time liked my reviews, and I knew that. She told me that. She said, oh, excuse me, she said, the, um, the, one of the TV reviews has just handed in their notice, um, and so they're going to need another one. She, she said, oh, I'll say something to him, and then she said, oh, no, you should say something. So I emailed him and said, I'd really like to do it, and he said, right, send me, write me one now. So I wrote a TV review mm. on whatever I was watching at the time. And, and of course, they don't want to have to look for someone. Yeah, I was yeah, there waiting. Yeah. And houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got the job just like that. I didn't yeah. have a contract. I never, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lost the job in much the same way 10 years later yeah. when they rang us various ones up and sort of, remember son, girl <laughs> rang me up and said, oh, we're not going to have a book review on, uh, TV review on Monday anymore. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, where will it be? Yeah, <laughs> where am I moving <laughs> where to? Where am I going? Yeah, yeah. And, and he said, you tell me. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Oh, because then... Um, but at the same time, the gardening column went. And the, in fact, yep. they were mad, the Dominion Post. They made a great mistake because, as we were saying before, off, off yeah. there, um, newspapers now are not for news, and they, no. they, and they have been for ages. But columnists, uh, yep. if you've got good columnists yep. in a newspaper, and I still read, you know, Dave Armstrong, I think, is terrific, and yeah. um, Jane um, Barron. Yep. And, uh, but there's really just now, the list, there's yeah. hardly any, and really they should have expanded yeah totally well do you remember what doesn't seem well i was going to say it doesn't seem that long ago but suddenly it seems like a long time ago when guy somerset was running the book pages and it was two two pages on a saturday a big double because i didn't write that many book reviews for the dominion but i wrote i wrote a few i did music ones mostly but i remember reviewing a couple of novels as well for them yeah and um it's lovely well, it was to see. That was the you know, first page I turned to. And yeah, and totally. The only one, and know. it always won the awards and yes, stuff. And then yeah. next thing, it's like, oh yeah, no, we're just going to have a featured book of the week. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it went down to Christchurch. Yeah, and they it did. Did the same thing. Yeah, and it, that's all to me a great mistake. Yeah, you know. And I was, I've had, I think I've had six reviews um, for this book. So there was the listener, North and South mm. spin-off um, newsroom, and oh, another couple of sort of. Um, online book sort of things mm-hmm. but and I've got more to come landfall New Zealand books you know those mm-hmm. too. but once upon a time you could have relied on every major paper yes running they, something yeah, on that yeah yeah. yeah yeah and I've been lucky because a lot of people there's a handful of books that come out of New Zealand totally. a couple of thousand a year yep. a handful of them well I feel there. like that changed like I wrote a book and about music in 2012 yeah. mm. and I got Reviewed, yeah. but I don't think I got reviewed by any of the newspapers. No, it was all done by them, yeah, like but, but, almost because particularly non fiction, same yeah. as the house and the church book that yeah. I wrote, they didn't get they got reviewed, but not like yeah. the novels I've written, which got a proper review. Yeah, and novels are still first choice, but non creative non fiction, if you want one the better word, does get reviewed, but mm. still so much out there doesn't, mm. and there's so much competition mm. actually. And 
So how did I've always been interested in TV reviewing because yeah. it's 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 one of the few things I haven't done at all. Oh, like yeah. I've yeah. you know I've reviewed music, too film. <laughs> yeah, well that's right. It's too yeah, late. I, I mean I've reviewed TV in the context yeah. of. Uh, I might write about a Netflix thing, yes, or yeah, when yes, when when DVD yeah. box sets were a thing. I would yeah. sometimes write about those, yeah. but actual, I guess, live TV reviewing yeah. where you're reacting to something the next, often the next day in the paper or within. Yeah. Well, we used to get them in advance because I did yes. Monday review, so almost always I had this the good stuff over the weekend to mm. review. And TV One particularly were very very helpful in Prime, and they would send me tapes in advance, so mm. I would write it. Um, but I remember, you know, because Jane Bowen used to do a Tuesday and a yes. Saturday review when I was, you know, young, living in Palmerston North. And it was, I still, I mean, she's a terrific yes. reviewer. And I used to love those. And the Tuesday review was always something good that had been on the weekend. And you'd always seen it because there wasn't much choice. But see, Diana Wachtel, she's still the goddess of TV reviewers. Yes, yeah. I think so. No, she's she the gold she's standard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a great writer across yeah. the board. Yes, she's but, one of those writers, and I say yeah. this having not read her brilliantly reviewed oh, book yet, blanket, but I must. Yeah. But she is one of those people you just you just read her when she's yeah. written something. Yeah. But she was so is so good with TV. Yeah, she is clever and funny. And, mm. Yeah. Mm. So how did it change your relationship apart from watching yeah. TV early um, and so forth? How did it change your reaction to viewing well, TV and enough, your habits? I was habits? always a very, I'm a, a, a literary TV mm. So I would, I don't like um, that. My, I don't like sort of those sort of shows, reality TV particularly. Mm. Some mm. of it I do, and I would write about it, but I tend to see it as 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 I would a book. And so I don't know a lot of the names. You know, some people mm. know every producer, every director, every writer. I know the writers often. I was interested in who wrote. And someone said to me once, oh, that I was the... Oh, actually, Jesse has said to me, mm. that I'm probably one of the few TV reviewers who actually mentions who wrote it. You know, like mm. Sammy Because you're a writer. Yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. I'm a writer. And, and I can always tell good yeah. writing on television. So I don't know that it... Yeah, it must have... I don't... I'm not a great, uh, I'm not a TV mad, if you know what I'm, yeah. I'm interested. And Robert will sit and watch pretty much anything. Right. Whereas I... Um, you pick your things and yeah, that you I want to be invested after in. After five minutes, I think, no. Yeah. And some things like, you know, you mentioned this paralyzed before, but yeah. um, that episode when she she went to Paris and he was at home um, yeah. killing his cousin or whatever, yeah. you know, that was one of the best things I have ever seen. Yeah. Because... Because the difference between being civilization and you know what he was doing was so extraordinarily mm. subtly done. That she was walking. Are you watching Succession? I've got. I, I've, we've just got. Yeah. Lightbox and Neon. Neon. But, yeah. I watched a bit of it for, to talk about Jesse because he yeah. suggested it, and I really loved it. Then we didn't have it available anymore because it wasn't on yeah. one of the channels we had. So yeah, are you loving that? I've I've watched all of it, and it's the most invested I've been in a TV show oh, probably yeah, since The Sopranos yeah, like yeah. in terms of that yeah. just to me across the board gold standard amazing yes. amazing writing amazing writing amazing acting amazing acting um, great um, amazing detail filming. yeah yeah, yeah the um, yeah. costumes the mm. the look and feel we, of it is perfect we started to watch The Handmaid's Tale which I hadn't seen because we suddenly got Neon and um, mm. Lightbox um, we started to watch The Handmaid's Tale which everybody including mm. Diana has raved about um and the filming, now that I've got, um, you know, the little 
machines and that one has got a little sort of yeah. um, the filming has been extraordinarily yeah. <laughs> I can't bring myself to watch it I, I watched I the first I episode I and I was like the first episode is is basically the film yeah. version yes. and condensed into a yeah. slightly different you know, I remember the film from like the early 90s yeah. and I read the book at school and I liked yeah. the book yeah I taught and the book yeah I mean it's a you know obviously it's a great book and, and now it's you know, it's clever the timing of the yes. series. Well, I appreciate. Of course, I've got the Trump thing. That's it. The I appreciate the whole yeah. kind of um, comeback of it yes. in terms of its timing. Yeah. But I just no, I found I can't. I, watched, I think we watched. Yeah. We binged. We watched three episodes on yeah. Sunday afternoon or whatever, and then I thought, no, I don't. I don't want to. Um, I don't but this is a great um, freedom we have now with. TV yeah. with so much yeah. choice in the way it's yes. delivered yeah. you can walk away from things and it isn't that I didn't like it you yeah. can just feel it's not for you yes yeah. and yeah. you're never going to get through everything that's the, available anyway yeah. so I, yeah no I, yeah exactly if you change your mind yeah but, uh, you know so I I, I mean like yesterday I felt like watching something so I went TV and Z on demand and yeah. I watched Rich House Poor House you know yeah. you ever seen that one and it was, you know, it's a, a rich family and a poor family, and they swap lives. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And um, I watched a really particularly touching one when the rich people ended up by helping the other people out of their poverty, you know, which they're not yeah. really allowed to do. Right. But then I sort of thought, what am I watching? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. Am I watching this yeah. <laughs> But, you know, so I don't know. I don't know what I watch for relax. Well, I think I watch, you know, location, location, location for my... Robert will watch sport, I'll watch something about a yeah. house. Only if there's enough money to make it a really nice house. <laughs> just yeah. sort of, but I do like things like, I was watching the other night, Music Grand Designs, you know, the New yeah. Zealand future. And uh, I, was, I really enjoyed that, actually. Well, what's it like um, reviewing TV on, on the radio as opposed to print? Um, do you, yeah, did, you, um, did that take an adjustment? And no, not, 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 really? not really. Because um, we, Jesse... We share a quite similar, t- you know. He likes we like the same sort of things, which makes it sort of, on one level easier. Yeah. Uh, no, I just because I'm a natural chatterer anyway. Yeah. Um, I I quite enjoy. I, I you you don't get the same pleasure out of it as you do out of writing and crafting. Yes. You, you don't, and you find. And do you go in? With not much more than a few notes, like I, are you I a spontaneous? Do you yeah. do notes in advance? Oh, I tell them what tracks I'm going to play, yeah. and I tell them where they've come from. But I like don't you really. Must have, like, I mean, he's like you; he's mad on music. I don't like. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. he's easy to talk to, and I don't yeah. like to script things. No, I don't either. Because otherwise, I can it would tell, be, can't you? Yeah, people totally. Reading, you know, I listen to other. And a lot of people, it's not a criticism, but a lot of people on RNZ do script. Yeah. And you yeah. can t- you can tell when you do yeah. enough and listen to enough radio. Yes, yeah. And there are people that script that do. Brilliantly. I mean, yeah. look at Nick Bollinger. I don't think he's said a word yeah. on radio that he hasn't written down first. He pretty but, much told me that. Yeah, but it sounds but God, like he's, he's, yeah, that's he's right. And, and he's so yeah. good. And he's a great writer. Yes. And he yeah, most nice. often gets it right and he has a great tone and all mm-hmm. of that. But he writes down everything he wants to say in his music reviews and yeah, then he goes so, on air and reads them. Yeah, just, yeah. No, I couldn't, and I, I do, couldn't do, do that. I, I do what I do. I find if I make a list of what I want to say, I probably don't look at it again because it means I've sorted it out in my head what mm. I'm going to say. Mm. But um, I enjoy it. I haven't done it for a while, actually. I'm usually every month, but mm. uh, then I got sick and did it once more. And Yeah, but anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I do enjoy it. And mm. 
And that, that came up in a funny, I mean, he's sort of shares mutual friends with my son in Auckland, and we were at a party at one of their mutual friends' place, and I'd taught, it was Greg Loveridge, as a boy, and I'd taught him at school, so he mm. said to me, oh, I'll bring your parents, and we went, and Jesse was there, and I talked to him for ages about television. Yeah. And about a year later, my Benedict yeah. rang me, and he said, sort of in an amazed voice, Jesse Mulligan's people have just rung, they want your phone number. And and he was sort of, like the first time for it, he'd been quite prepared, and it was quite impressed. Mm. So they rang me and I thought I was going to be on weekly but of course I wasn't, it was at that point that they um, were having getting a group of people yeah, yeah, yeah. he had been on and so I thought oh, yeah, that'd be fun, I've always liked radio radio is my favourite yeah, far over television. Over appearing on TV. Yeah, you, well, you were just even no, even just listening. Oh, right. Yeah, I yeah. would go to bed and listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I've got all yours to listen to. So <laughs> that's yeah, you'll never get through all of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, and and what what's your take? I mean, you started talking about it, but. I was interested to sort of establish the point of view being a reviewer. What's it like being a reviewer and getting reviewed and how, you know, you were a, you were yeah. getting reviewed before you became a reviewer. Yeah. So has that no, changed? No, it's the other way around, actually. Really? I was, I was book reviewing from... Okay, from before you... My okay. my 30s, yeah. All right. I don't know how I started. Somebody asked me um, and I got, yeah... I was reviewing before I was doing Oh, okay, that, well, that changes it then. Yes. So, okay, well, that's interesting. So yeah. what was it like knowing that you well, were going to get reviewed? Well, yeah, you, you start to judge a review on two different... Well, you know, so if someone reviewed me, and if they made a good... If they didn't like it, and they made it made the point properly, mm. I was very appreciative of it. Mm. But when people just don't... Just, um, oh, well, somebody, some reviewer... I've actually thankfully forgotten it said about my first book that you could tell by my friendly smiling face and the photograph, author photograph, that this was basically going to be about sort of shallow. And I said, no, you can't. That's not fair. It's not fair. That's you know, fair. and so if it's fair, you don't mind. But when, it, when it's not, and that was sort of felt like personal attack, actually, my friendly smiley face. <laughs> but it was, um, so that was interesting. But also, I Well, that's a whole separate discussion, the author photo thing, because, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that, that's, yeah. that's intriguing that you, get, you send away your... Yeah. The press release arrives with the author photo, yeah. and it's like, why is that even there? Ultimately? I know. Why is it and, there? and I, yeah. I never like a review that mentions the author photo. No, no. And they do come up. Yeah. You know, like the one you just mentioned, but they do come up a lot. Yeah. Or, or even just, even to a degree, having the picture of the author. Well, that's there. what I liked in that. That's what I liked yes. that Alan Lund one. At the back, inside, yeah. black and white, small photo. Yeah, no, that's because, fine, but I mean, yeah. in the and review... In the review, yes. And have, actually, have the book cover, don't yes. have the... Yeah, I know, not the author photo. You know, don't I don't have know, the author I know, photo. I it's, and it's often very sexist. Yeah, actually. yeah. And you always push your sort of try and went to 50 photos before we take found one that was going to do the trick. I mean, it's not... No, I don't like... I don't... Um, I don't like all that. But no, reviewing is interesting, and I, a lot of reviewing in New Zealand's got a lot of it isn't, and I don't mean whether that they mm. like it or not, mm. I mean that the quality of the writing, mm -hmm. and, and the insightfulness, you know, getting the point. And that was what's been actually been nice about the reviews of this book, is that the people, the reviewers have got the point. You know, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, they're picking up on things, they're yes, pointing yeah. things out way. about it, they're not mm. just saying this yeah. is a well-written book, go, go buy it for your yeah. mum for Christmas, because yeah, yeah. that's a... <laughs> Yeah. That's a bookseller's catalogue book yeah. and that's yeah. they exist. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, no, I used to write. For, I used to work for the CD store and used to write those. Um, if you like this, try this yes, yeah. reviews. Yeah. which to me was a great thing to do while I, I while yeah. I was simultaneously saying this is the worst album 
ever made by anyone, you know. Yeah, you yeah. know, go and find out the person who did it and firebomb their house. Yeah. What, you know, when I was writing those sorts of things, yeah. it was great to be doing both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One yeah. sort of informed the other. It got me to think. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I don't like the black seeds, but I work in a music store and I know the sort of people that people do, and, and I know yeah. some stuff that they might like yeah. that's yeah. similar. And why do I like that but not that? Let's yeah. put those things together. You yes, know, then yeah. it gets no, you thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes. Yeah. So you haven't written an angry letter to a reviewer? No. Because some, no. some writers, novelists... You, yeah, yeah, sure yeah. Because some novelists in New Zealand, yeah. it's an interesting... Oh, it might have changed I a bit know. now, but there's, there's these famous <laughs> wars. <laughs> they, I was going to say, they usually involve a, 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 a <laughs> yeah, stead or one of yeah. the family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a Grimshaw. Yeah. And they do you think, why would you? I know, and I always feel embarrassed for them when they mm. do write, um, you know, or, or just correct some small point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you think, yeah. oh, no, I don't. No, that's, I don't. that's, okay. uh, I do, um, but I've, I've had reactions from, you know, well-known writers that I've reviewed, and you can actually write a really, really positive review and say, the only thing I didn't like was something rather, and, and they, they jump on that. that. Mm. And, and I know how that happens, you know, I know, I know why that happens, mm. but I just think, I'll oh, be, be bigger than that, don't, you know, I've been um, sp- spurned by, you know, people, yeah. but, and I've, well, what do you do when you reset? Do you write back to that, or do you just no, let it go? No, no, Because no, it's don't. about it's really about learning when to yeah when to shut up. <laughs> and and I think that's the disadvantage of Facebook and um, and you know Twitter and email really mm. is that it's far too easy just to come back mm. you know and mm. then think oh damn it I shouldn't have bothered. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think you should bother. I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. Well, I don't really think everybody's entitled to their opinion. But, you know, when, it, when they're opinion, when I said to you, you know, is there anything you don't like? And you said stupidity. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, are you gluten intolerant? Stupidity. Stupidity annoys me as well. I'm buffoon intolerant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just, I've always sort of had the idea that with an article or a book, the writer's having their say, mm. the reviewer has yeah, their yeah, say, and yeah. that's sort of where it ends, really. It should be where it should it be ends. ends yeah, right? You don't, you're not, oh, if you... you see, I mean, the funny thing is, Ricky Gervais, mm. you know, I, um, I reviewed one of his programmes on, the, 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 yeah, it would be for stuff, mm. and um, within about an hour, there was something from him on Facebook or whatever saying, they like me in New Zealand. And I thought, for God's sake, he's actually so self-absorbed yes, that he's yes. going through finding Name any reference to yeah. himself. Yeah. And I thought, well, it was like, well, then I'm not lucky, actually, even if I'd, if I'd hated it, what he'd said that happened in New Zealand. Amazing to think that a person with that level yeah. of success yeah. Yeah. And, f- and finances even around it yeah. even Kids. gives a yeah. shit. And no, may, and, and with him, it is him on Twitter too. It's not like yeah. a team doing it yeah. because he's <laughs> yeah. he's a notorious, because he's such a anti-religion guy. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. he's such an anti-religion mm. guy, um, he gets in scraps all the time. Yes, like he's, yeah. he's looking, yes. he's looking yeah. for them. Yeah. He's, he's interesting actually because... Um, He's, I do find him very funny, but he's also, um, mm. he, he's, he's sort of horrible. No, I agree, I <laughs> yeah. agree. And then 
Did you watch his most recent thing? He kind of redeemed himself, I think. Oh, with he that, said, yeah, the, I couldn't bring myself to the one oh, about yeah, the, the whatever it's thing. yeah, yeah. And I yeah. Can't, I didn't love it as much as a lot of people did. Yes, yeah. It's certainly yeah, it for me, it's not a case of all is forgiven. But I was like, well, you know, because yeah. he did this dreadful stand-up uh, comedy routine about two years ago, a special. Yeah. There's done a few of them that oh, aren't that yeah. good, but they're sort of getting progressively worse. Yes, and this yes, and this yeah, whole absolutely. sort of like mocking the whole trans pronouns thing yeah, and yeah. just being such a bully about yeah. religion because it's, it's fine to not believe I don't yeah, believe yeah, but yeah. you don't need yeah. to yeah, he's I, bullying I sort of think I sort of think whatever gets anyone through the world without harming yeah, anyone yeah, else and right. you can always yeah. say that yeah. religion's the cause of blah 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 but, but you know no so, so are people yeah. who aren't religious yes, so yeah. Why, yeah. why do we just pick those examples yeah, so whatever yeah. Keeps people kind of happy. Yeah. They should be allowed to do. But he's he's a bully, yeah. and then he jumps on people that give him shit on Twitter. Yes, and yeah. it's like, so well, well yeah. it's the classic dish yeah. that can't take. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it's but that's the thing. It's made us all well, not all of us, but a lot of us micromanage our own feelings on a, yeah. a really intense yes, level. Yes, yeah. Better be careful not to say that. So, well, actually, that the chapter I wrote about the royal family, I mm. think it was some poor little in the north and south. He said that I was very brave to do something as unfashionable as to say that when I was oh, 15. Yeah, yeah. Prince Charles was, was sexy. Prince Charles was sexy. Well, that was because I lived in party and really there wasn't much. There was one boy who looked a bit like um, Bobby V, and that was about it, really, in party. <laughs> I had Delvanius Prime, he was an intermediate with me. But uh, it was fun. When do you move into script writing? Um, that, was, that, that was because of friend Marion. She was working for the Gibson Group, mm. and that she wanted to expand their writing group to include no- novelists. So she asked about 12 of us, and we went to the Gibson Group, and they took us out for lunch, and I thought, this is going to be what life. This is life, you know, lovely lunch yeah. the Gibson Group. That was the once, you know. <laughs> I don't think it, but, so they picked up quite an episode, Damien Wilkinson. We were writing Duggan. Mm. And uh, I wrote, um, and in fact they kept um, narrowing us down till there were sort of four, four or five of us out of the first dozen. And I kept thinking, oh, I won't be, it won't be me, mm. I won't be. And it always was me, which was really quite nice, you know, they, they liked my take. But also, I got on well with Dave Gibson because I don't care, I don't care, I don't dissolve into tears of, you know, when someone mm. tells me that's wrong, you know, it's terrible, I, I don't, I cope. <laughs> I yeah. think. And so he was good, I like being with him. It's good. And and Marianne McLeod, she you know, she was terrific, obviously a friend. Yeah. But um no, I, I, no, I enjoyed that. And then I did, you so did, I did the a couple masters. of episodes of that, then the slip that then I did the masters, yeah. yeah. Which actually oh I'll write about in the book, yeah. That um, I did simply because my kids my daughter had been living here with um Joshi and her husband and their kids and they went up to Auckland and to live. And I was going to miss the youth in my life. And so I went to, and there were, there were plenty of youth at the IML doing um, script writing. They're all about 20, you know, the rest of them. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. And uh, usually most years, you know, Ken Duncan, he was fabulous actually, but he was sort of saying that most years there were two or three older. But I was the only one that year who'd applied who, who was good enough. And you t- in the book, you tell that story through a great set of references like most most people yeah. in the class's favourite film was The Princess Bride yeah, and right. yours yeah. was Cinema Paradiso and yeah, you wondered yeah, if they'd yeah, heard right. of it and, yeah, yeah. and uh, I can't yeah. remember what the TV one was but they were all saying South Park yeah and, and I and, and what was yours it's, yeah yeah but yeah it was one that from maybe from the 80s yeah and yeah yeah and uh, yeah and so no it was interesting and 
I sort of nearly pulled out because I sort of really couldn't see where mm. it was taking me and it really wasn't in a way taking me anywhere because I wasn't ambitious enough to do what you know I, I write that TV series about um, what happened to Famous Five and they were mm. and that was before fan you know I'd had that idea for years and now there's those fanzines or whatever they yes. call you know where people write yeah. those things all the time but I enjoyed that but none of them knew anything about Enid Blyton and I knew a lot about Enid Blyton but had you know when I was young got quite mocking about you know mm. I, I knew that she was infe- you know considered inferior but I stole her stories and stayed with me the faraway trip particularly is absolute genius you know and, mm, and mm. but uh, so that was fun working what out what had happened to them so how much of that did you write I've written a whole three like part TV a three series. part series yeah yeah, 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 or yeah. it could be one long it's about two yeah. hours long yeah um, and actually I would have absolutely loved it to have been done by someone who liked Toy Story I think it would have been the most brilliantly brilliant animated and mm. I don't know why they don't do animated movies for adults Mm-mm. have they? Is yeah there is a few but yeah, um, yeah not because not as many as there could or should yeah, be well, I, I think, agree I like, think a lot of people adults are, when, yeah. when they come out they're always served up with a bit of novelty factor about them yeah. because because there aren't many yes yeah you know and, and so and I think of things like Waking Life and stuff like that where they do a treated animation over actors or whatever yes. and, and, and things like that no because I really think that you know I've, I go to lots of those things because I take grandchildren you know to mm. um, but there's tons of animated TV series for adults now Tons. Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. So if you go on Netflix, you know, you see these things like BoJack Horseman and oh, okay. uh, all these kind of post Simpson South Park yes, things, yeah. where it's got more and more outrageous. And some of them yeah, are some of them are just different. over the top and yeah. silly, but some of them are really I quite want profound. Mine to be deadly serious, right? If you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But but looking lovely, actually, Polly Twin, who was oh, a um. The, the woman who did that she, oh anyway well you Bojack Horseman you would like it's it's absurd oh, okay. but yeah. it is deeply serious as yes. well yeah. and so it's about a washed up actor but he's a horse and he used oh, to okay. appear in a he used yeah. to appear in a kind of Mr. Ed meets oh, yeah. meets um family ties kind of oh, okay. s- yeah. phony yeah. sitcom yeah. and he's sort of a, a washed up um actor trying to write his own memoir and it's essentially an existential crisis yeah and it's funny yeah. and yeah. Oh, I should, moving it's and yeah, yeah 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 there's yeah. about five I think the final series is is on now or happening and it's about five series yeah. and it's very oh, good and very dark and weird but yeah, that's for adults you know that's but house poor house yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's total R18 though like yeah. it's you know okay. it's very yeah. um, for adults yeah but it's very funny and there was um, Tuka and Bertie is a new one that's also oh, yeah. which is actually I think one of the animators mm. from Bojack Horseman she's gone off and made her own series called Tuka and Bertie yeah. and that's so are they well, you know because I like I, 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 what I like is things that do end up by looking like um, Toy Story. I yeah, guess, right. You know, so quite normal-looking people. Yeah. Are, yeah, rather than extreme. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm terrifically bad at selling... You know, some people will sell their own ideas unrelentingly and the same, you know, push their own work and push mm. the knowledge. I find it really hard mm. to push, to say, look, I, look what I can do, look what I can do. I find that quite hard. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you really, you need to be your own agent. Oh, I probably need an agent. I don't know. What so, I mean, apart from the, that TV yeah. series essentially sitting in the can yeah. as a script yeah. and not, yeah. I'm thinking, like, you've you've actually hit quite a few different bases with your writing mm. in terms yeah. of uh, a novel and emails, yeah. conventional novel, short stories, yeah. 
photo non-fiction books about yeah. you know uh, recipe yeah. books cookbook stuff yeah. you know yeah. a, a, a memoir is there anything that you've had a go at that doesn't work for you no. Like, have you? Are you a failed poet, or are you a failed uh, songwriter, I'm a, I'm a, or are you? I'm a published. Poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, so, as it turns out, I haven't done. I, I start. That's one of the very first things I did. I like poetry, and that's what I like about writing the short stories and essays mm. too. I like economy, and mm. I like shaping, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's the journalism thing, yeah, the, yes, the columnist yeah. thing. Yes, yeah, and yeah, there too, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and so I honed it by being yeah. a um, journalist, doing the columnist stuff. But no, no, everything, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'm very good at wanting to do things that I can't do, I think, yeah. you know, yeah, I, yeah. I can do, yeah, but when it comes to writing, yeah, I sort of think it's funny that people, some people are just novelists, and when yeah. I say I'm a writer to anybody, and they say, oh, what sort of thing do you write, I think, oh, where can I start, you know, with yeah. everything really, you know, yeah. but, um, yeah, I mean, even emails I do, I, I edit and tidy and yeah, yeah. choose, change it, take the cliches out, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so now you've written this book mm. which is your life mm. and you there's you know there's obviously the possibility of a second volume yeah I don't want to, but uh, yeah. that could cheapen that right well that's exactly and I was talking it's to, sort of like the b-sides yeah, you that's know. exactly what Malcolm Bird just said to me at the, you know from the book council and mm. the Prime Minister's Awards the other night someone said oh you're going to write another one I said I don't think I've got another 20 essays in me I don't want to really mm. I will still do because Duncan Grave just Grave do it, essays and yeah, Duncan yeah. Grave is very keen to publish anything that yes. I do and so I can submit essays yes. and that's what I think I'd rather do I'm sort of thinking of working on a uh, a children's book from about eight year olds, you know, mm-hmm. my, my granddaughter, same age as your son. Well, mm. she's at, I quite like those sort of, they're about 5,000 words and they're illustrated, but they're chapter books. Mm. And they'll quite like to have a go at that. that I'm finding that quite hard. I have, I've sort of yeah, been bringing out my friend Barbara Elson and um, Alice Hunter and asking them because they write books yeah, for that yeah. age group and sort of get, getting it right. It has to be right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have a go at that. I've just been too exhausted after that book, particularly, and also because I had meningitis and just about died a couple of months ago. Yeah, do you want to? I was yeah. gonna. I was gonna oh, ask okay. you about that right at the start yeah, because right. that's the most recent thing that's yeah, yeah. kind of happened of yeah. of mate. But do you want to talk about that, or well, are you done I've talking been about it? Bored everybody yeah. with it already, actually. But you know, I did get meningitis, and um, just as my book was going to press, mm. fortunately, and. Um, so you'd written it. it was I'd written it. It was all there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it was completely done. Yeah. And then I just had an earache and went to bed about six or seven o'clock and said to Robert, oh, I feel whacked. I've just got to go to bed, got to go to bed. He came in about an hour later to see if I was all right. And I said, get an ambulance. And if he'd come in half an hour later, I wouldn't be here now. I would have died because if I'd gone to, if he'd come in and found me asleep, he would have just left me. But I was just on the edge of being in totally incoherent. So he did get an ambulance, and you come down our steps. The ambulance came. Um, two young women came down, and then they actually got the two firemen. All of us, I don't remember. Mm, you know, I was completely mm. other, and they took me up in a special chair. And um, and then I woke up a couple of days later. And my daughter, because Robert was incredibly sick himself, we'd been to a party over at Martinborough the week before, and we were both sort of had a fluey thing. But so he didn't come up to the hospital with my gym, and my daughter came, and they said to her, "Well, you know, prepare yourself. Wow. This is a very serious thing." Yeah, but I recovered well. But I, I, you don't entirely recover. I had a good talk with my GP the other day. I get tired really easily, and I haven't really got the uh, ability to hang on to an idea at the moment in the same way. So I don't want to start writing something that doesn't work. 
you know, I, I, I'm not, don't want to. I've been reading a lot. It's been better. Mm. Lots of good books. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's had an impact, but I think I get better all the time still, yeah. I was just thinking about, you've named a few women, I guess, mostly contemporaries mm. of yours, a lot of them Wellington-based. Yeah. We have, and, and you're, that you're friendly with, yeah. that you know, yeah. and some of them you'll be better friends with than others, yeah. but you, you've referenced some really, really great writers. There are yeah. so many yeah. in your, I guess, in your age and stage yes, and yeah. the, uh, yeah. some of you came up together and then some yeah. of them you're meeting but you mentioned Erla so I just met a couple of weeks yeah, ago fabulous, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and um you know Fiona Farrell yeah. and and um Barbara Ellis these are all dear yeah, friends yeah, yeah. Sands, yeah. amazing and these are all great writers yeah yeah well we're lucky. it's quite a gang of you yeah yeah <laughs> there is a gang and, and that's an interesting um you know, it, it's, interesting. it's interesting. Well, this group that I had lunch with, well, have had lunch with about the last 15 years, and that's Alice mm. uh, and um, Elspeth Sands and Jane Westaway and Barbara Alice before mm. she went down to Dunedin. And we were all going for quite a while. We are all going through quite a lull. And I think, you know, four of us have had books in the last this year. Mm. And suddenly, because mm. um, we, we, we really all thought, I think, oh, well, that's it then. You know, no one's going to want to publish us. And they mm. do again. Yeah, nice. But it's very good company. Other writers are very good company. We're all readers as well. We yeah, common share. interests. We've got yeah, common yeah. interests, yeah, and the same sort of age. And, yeah, there's a lot of us. There are a lot of us, actually. <laughs> and um, and Paddy Richardson, who's here at the Randall Cottage at the moment, she, as a, um, you know, the resident, mm. I've just got friendly with her too, and she's terrific. I mean, there is a, you have a natural... Oh, and Marshall's here. We still see them every time they come to Wellington a week ago. You know, it's... It's nice, and the man and yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's quite a nice, and and now none of that. All of the people that you're talking about, I I know of and know of mm. most of them. Uh, know of them, and a couple of them I've met. But yeah. you know, there's no fierce competition and rivalry in any oh, of those people, is, or is there? <laughs> Schadenfreude, if you have know, yes. a bad, bad review, they ring up to say, oh, I'm so sorry. And so, so this, this time, you know, I'm annoyed people slightly by not having one single bad review. Yeah, or I think, I was wondering, does it come out a little bit in the sort of like, who wins the awards and stuff too? Well, that, yeah. a bit of that, um, right? I mean, like, you know, I mean, the awards are odd things. And actually, Anne Mullinson, who's a local, you know, she did Harry McClary, you know, mm. she's a publisher. She said, wrote me a lovely, I barely know her, but she wrote me a beautiful email saying, you know, she'd love this book and mm. all her friends and that she'd be absolutely amazed if it doesn't win the awards and I thought I haven't got a show of winning awards with this. Mm. There's about a thousand non-fiction books in competition it's the worst. Yeah. You know, and also that particular um, part of the Montanas, whatever they call now, the Occam's yes. you know, it just so broad it goes across, you know a book, you, you would write a book, I would write they're all in there. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Memoirs and um, yeah, so I don't it's quite good. I hold out no no hope for prices. Yeah. But you know, I just think it's a strange but it's, thing. Well, awards don't mean a thing, do they? Until no, you well, until you win nice, one. Nice, until you win one and yeah, then they mean one, everything. And that's yeah. that's really yeah. the standard story. Like it's but all it's a fluke until you win one and then yeah, it was then it's how it's supposed to be. I think that's the only way really to explain how writers look at them, you know, yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, well, I judged them when they were not still the Montanas. I judged that in 2007. And it was sort of one of the worst experiences of my life because I did, um, 
I enjoyed, you know, we, I think yeah. we had a very conservative, I mean, Morris G won the fiction, Bill Manhai won the poetry, and Rosemary McLeod won the non-fiction with her book about handicrafts, which I really loved. But the shortlist for the fiction included, actually, this is sort of something that makes me terribly sad, Nigel Cox, yeah. who was really only a week away from mm. death. Mm. And he, I really stroke, spoke really strongly to the organisers and said the writers should know before they come. I've, I've been shortlisted, I've been second in the Catherine Mansfield Awards and the Sunday Star Times Awards, the short stories. Catherine Mansfield told me, you are second. And I went to thing and I was seconded and I was thrilled. The other one, you get up there and you see who's sitting at what table and you think, oh, that's obviously the winner because he's sitting next to the judge. And, you know, so, um, and, and that was worse. But, um, and same with the um, essay competition this year. I was shortlisted with that um, rugby essay and, um, and didn't win after having been told a lot of people had said to me I would, but I didn't. You know, it's a luck of the draw and I didn't care. But it's not nice feeling. And you're sitting in a room and everybody in that room is shortlisted <laughs> and only five percent of the body will win. It's mm. very odd the room gets an uglier and uglier feeling mm. as the night goes on, you know. So, <laughs> but so I hate them all of them. Oh, yeah. But I reckon that people should be told because then when you can go and enjoy yourself if you yeah. know you haven't won. Yeah. But um yeah, but Nigel Cox, um that they, the publisher of you know, Fergus had brought him up from Wellington and uh, he was so ill and I went he was in a wheelchair and I went down. I'd actually fought for him to win, which yeah. was worse. And but he he hadn't. He was second. Equal yeah. with Fiona Kidman. And um, I went down the stairs and to give him a kiss. And he took him a kiss. And he said to me, "I thought I'd won." And I was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! It was terrible. Mm. It was terrible." And he looked at me and said that. And I thought, "Oh shit! But I can't say." <laughs> you know, it was no. I'm never again. Was that? Yeah, was that the Tarzan Presley book? No, or was no, it after it was that? One, about, um, one just after that, that. The daughter going missing yeah. in Berlin. Um, yeah. And it was amazing. I loved it. But it was also Morris Jade had written a good book. Fiona Kidman had written a terrific book. And, mm. you know, honestly, how ridiculous. And I was interested this year with the um, bookers that they do. Yes. Yeah. I, no. I tried that with the two poets, actually. I wanted first equal. Well, I. I feel like that's a total cop out that um, mm. Booker thing. The, the, yeah, I yeah I don't. You actually, don't. But why? Yeah. Oh, because what's better than something else? Yeah, two things can be equally good. No, I agree with I, I totally agree with that. But I just think the the two the 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 particular choices they made felt like a real hedging of bets. It's almost like yeah, it wasn't. it's almost yeah. like. Here's your up and comer yeah. award, new, newbie, and he, yeah, who 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 fits one profile we yeah, need and, to fit, and, he, and, and he here's your lifetime achievement yeah, award, yeah, yeah, great yeah, great true. novelist Margaret Atwood. Yeah. It's your time because you've done a sequel to a very popular yes, book, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know I just felt, like, and now I say that having not read either book, yeah, so but, I'm sure they're both great, yeah, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's I just what, think, make a good point. Actually. I just feel like that speaks to this yeah. erosion of like with you know I you know. If if awards are awards and we either need them or don't need them, yeah, whatever. But don't start, you know, yeah, getting know. two people up to cut the ribbon and hold hands yes, because yeah. that makes more of a mockery of yes, awards in a way. You're right, you're right. Than yeah. just eradicate, like just get yeah. rid of them because it's it's a little bit like a fair play award for everyone. Can, you yeah, know, no, it's like kids' sport. Isn't that's it, it. and it's like there's a, there's a there's a there's <laughs> a time and place yeah. for it, and that's when 
kids yeah. are eight, nine, and ten and younger. Yes. And after and that, then they know that it's oh, totally, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. I don't. So I don't like the. Um, I don't like. Well, I quite like ones like the Prime Minister's Award. Mm. I like going to that. That's a meeting of the tribe, if there ever was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is this the one yeah. Elizabeth Knox just got? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were and Gavin Bishop. They yes. were very good. And Fleur, um, Fleur Adcock. Yes. So I liked all the. That was good. The, that was a good lineup. Yeah, it was a good lineup. Yeah. And honestly, going in with Jacinda there instead of John John Key used to. I mean, it was established with. Um, when Helen Clark established it, and mm. she like, but she would come in. She was keen reader, but yeah. she would come in for ten minutes, and then she was off to do right. something else. But John Key would come in for about three minutes with his nervous smile plastered on his face because he must have known that in that room he had very few supporters. Very few people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Jacinda came in, and everybody's heart warmed to, and yeah. you know, to the lovely Jacinda, and, and yeah. sort of, um, and it was just a very nice. And feeling. you write, you you sum up a little bit what you articulated there. You write very fondly of her and dismiss John Key in the, near yes, the end of your book. Well, it's partly with Jacinda. I, I, I don't believe that national, grand national, great national product lawyer, it's called GMP, matters as much as other things. I'm not I'm not a capitalist and I'm not... Mm. Um, I don't, but actually, I don't believe in capitalism. I just don't, you know. And my, all my instinct is not on that. I'm basically a socialist, and I think it's far more important. Other things are more important, and it seemed to me that Jacinda feels that too. You know, that's yeah. been an indicator. She is struggling with having to, with what to Peters and the rest of it. Clearly, how could she not? You know, mm. but um, and she might be judged badly for it, and it's such a shame. I feel like and, she's reached that particular point. That's telling of I don't want to call it tall poppy because I don't really like that but there's some aspect of that in that where she's getting great reviews internationally and poor reviews domestically and I think well like you know Neil Finn Peter Jackson you know but it it happens doesn't it to to, there is I, I don't like yeah. Thinking about the great Kiwi knocking machine, but when you see things like this, you realise so it do totally wonder, does why exist. Why can't just be thrilled, which I certainly yeah. feel thrilled when I see yeah. how well she does. I, but I was always relieved that John Key did well overseas too, actually. I want, them, I want whoever's running us to actually do it well. I'm going to, mm. But, but no, I remember with John Key I went to, and Frank, um, there was an Anne Frank exhibition here, and I'd written in TV columns about my you know, empathy that I'd had for that situation. And so they invited me to go, and I went. Um, and it was, you know, honestly, the room was full of people with their, number, their numbers tattooed on their arms. Still. I mean, it was very, very old Jewish local mm. population. And it was a very sombre, very sombre mm. young gathering. John Key got up, because his mother's Jewish, and, and sort of opened the exhibition. And then said, you know, very briefly, and then said, oh, well, you know me, I like a joke, he said. He said, and sort of everyone sort of froze, and so he made some sort of very lame joke about GST and how the Wailing Wall, and if you know, <laughs> if someone had asked him last week about the GST and the Wailing Wall or whatever, it was just awful. Oh God! And I stood there thinking, how could you do this? How yeah. could you lack dignity in this way? And I never like people who make jokes. I like people who are funny, but not people who tell oh, the Irishman. Yeah, 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 set it up. And he's like that. And I just sort of thought, oh, I'm sure he's a kind enough man. I had friends who thought he was terrific, people I wouldn't have expected. I like how you said I had friends. It's uh, <laughs> just instantly got well, rid of them. Don't feel the same you, about them. You why do you not see through that? Yeah. You know, but um but I do I do like Jacinda and 
yeah. I sort of tr- I trust her. I trust her instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd like very much to... Well, I sort of think, well, why doesn't she just do all the stuff that she's good at and get someone else to do the other stuff if necessary? You know, why can't we have a proper... Um, you know, the um, absurdity of it came home to me, though, last week when I was at my parents' house, yeah. and my dad, who was a, was, is a very big... John Key fan oh, yeah, yeah. and not a Labour fan yeah. and has been very dismissive of Jacinda since she first really, yeah. you know, looked like she was going to run and then got in. He is using all the same words to describe her as he used to describe John Key positively. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and it's interesting and yeah. anything that was, anything that he's saying about her could be, yeah, he was telling me that she, he thinks she's got smug. And I said, well, whether she, whether she has or not, you, your boy only had one setting. Like, that's that, that's how he came out, you know? But he pulled himself up by his bootstraps and then put on a smug face, you know, like, or whatever his narrative is. So I realise it's just, you know, we, it's... And you can't... No, and you can't really have proper discourse about it really no. because it's just my no. team's better than your that's, team that's what it was like with dad yeah know? and you can't you can't have and you know we went to the heart reunion the other day and um, trevor richards was friend and, and we were um, i remembered mum saying you know trevor richards is a traitor she said he was a traitor i don't have that sort of words in my vocabulary traitor mm-hmm. what <laughs> what's that mean but um and actually, that's what I'm not doing this, actually, the traitor, because mm. he signed the Glen Eagles Agreement and then went came home and didn't do what he said he'd do. Mm. You know, so, yeah. Oh, but it's all too tiring. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me, you're, you're someone's wife and that man was an all-black yeah. and you've never been that interested in rugby. Not and you're, you're still not. Still not. And me. he still is. Yeah, Does yeah, he watch every game? Yeah, no, no, he, he, he had good team. Years to do with the Springbok thing, yeah. That he just didn't watch, so he tuned completely he out, he just didn't watch. And now he started to watch again, I think, with the World Cup sort of yeah. thing sort of started. But the other night, um, we went New Zealand lost to England, yeah. Um, people said, Oh, I suppose, right, you know, um, he, we, he just loved that game because England was so good, yeah, you know. And he just said, He didn't, you know, he no, I, so, I, I said know. to my, my dad, I said to my dad afterwards because I was watching it with him, I was like, yeah. Well, you know, we can't say we were poisoned, no, we can't say that the ref did it, we, we were just outplayed. And that's that's yeah. might might and hurt I a bit watched, more in a way, but it's good. Like that's I what sports that, about. I watched that game and enjoyed it. Actually, it's mm. one of the few because I like Fast and Furious. And yeah. Also, I thought it was absolutely dramatic, wonderful that V that they formed. You Agree. Know, that well, Robert just said that at that point he said, oh, "Well, I won." <laughs> you know, because yeah, there was the V for victory the, right there. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. the V for victory and the um, and the All Blacks were sort of thrown by it. And that's so that's genius. Well, I don't get this. I don't get this reverence for the haka. Yeah. Why, oh, I like you know, it. do it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. do oh, it. No, but but, but why can't people do whatever? Yeah. They, you know, people started saying that was disrespect. Oh. Well, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> I agree with you. Why? Yeah. Why do they get to do that? And why is everyone supposed to stand around and yeah. almost silently applaud it, even yes. if you're about to play against them? Yeah, Just do what you like. Yeah, do what you like. Yeah, I mean, and then was, get on with yeah. the game. Like I don't. No, and that's very English to be for victory. That was yeah, you know, very Winston Churchill. I yeah, thought that was actually good. Clever. But you're generally not tuning in. No, I don't like sport much. <laughs> so you go to bed and listen to a podcast. Yeah, I do. I go and listen to Mariella Frostrup talk yeah. about books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
you know. What yeah. what what have you got other favourite things yeah. you listen to? I wrote them down. <laughs> Didn't catch you up. Well, I like Radio Four and I listen to a good read. Yeah. And I listen to um, Books to Live By, which is actually that's Mariella Frostrup. She goes to somebody's house and talks to them. She went the most memorable one is her going to Kate Blanchett's mm. yeah, house. And they just discussed that Kate Blanchett's favourite books when she grew up, and that was like to me that was you know sort of literary pornography. It was a well, it's a bad word because it was brilliant. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to be there. I was. Yeah, there. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Lovely. She took you there. Yeah, she took me there, and then I liked these Island discs. And, yeah, and not as much since we've had Lauren Livy, and I used to like Kirsty Young. But I listened to the New York Times, The Argument, and the Book yeah. Review, and the New Yorker. There's one called Comment that I like, but the Guardian books. There's an Australian woman called Sean Kane, and she sounds about 12, <laughs> and I love her. Yeah. She just talks about books with Count Claire Armistead and uh, Richard Lee, but, um, and oh, today in focus, long reads, you know, I listen to, but it's mostly people talking about yeah. things. Do you listen to the spin-off books podcast? No, no, I don't. Have you never? No. Oh, just just because you you know you yeah, you you, you see well no no I mean not everyone has to you know yeah, yeah. listen to everything that's affiliated with what yeah. they do but just because you not only publish there but yeah. you, you sort of yeah. suggest you like the site uh, yeah, I like and you like and you love podcasts about yeah. books you might quite like it it's oh, pretty good yeah. who who does it's Karen Das oh yeah I know yeah, yeah, well, she, yeah, yeah. She did, I did a session with her up yeah. Auckland yes no she's good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's um, a couple of others on it. Um, the names escape me now, but they're both booksellers. Yes, yeah. So um, yeah. they're all very good. Yeah. No, I should listen to them. You might quite like it. It's, I would. You know. I, would, I don't know why I go overseas for my podcast. I no, fair enough. I mean, you're connected to yeah. New Zealand writing through living here, yes, knowing yeah. writers and, mm. and being yeah. in, established in yeah. the scene. So why not grab from elsewhere? Yes, yeah, so I think it probably is. But, it, but, but spin-off books, they do do a lot of stuff about international yes, yeah, stuff yeah, as well. They don't yeah. just cover locals, yeah. but they do everything from book reviews to um, and recommendations to mm. literary news yes. and, oh. you know, what the, just what's on there. It's pretty sporadic. It's pretty – it's not it's not as routinely episodic as yeah. a podcast needs to be. Yes, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there's only a, a couple of handfuls of episodes, so it's quite it'd be quite and easy I to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds. But that's what I love to do. Oh, so you're an avid. Yeah, you're an avid listener. Yeah, I am. I, every night, I, and if I wake up in the night, I often put the headphones mm. in and listen um, to something that's on. You know, down downloaded mm. in one of my various podcasts things that I don't quite understand. Mm. <laughs> but uh, no, I like. Um, I love radio. And when I was a kid, I had a radio by my bed from when I was about ten. And I had it down for fine art listening to the hip parade and things at night. It was always music that I listened to mm. then. And um, and mum and dad could open the bedroom door and not be able to hear it because I had it so low. Yeah. <laughs> so they wouldn't tell me to turn it off. And I love radio. I you said to me when we first talked, when we first yeah. started messaging about doing this podcast, mm. you said, uh, where's the effect of, oh, you're sort of, I've always thought you're a music guy. Yeah. You're not going to interview me about music, are you? Yeah. And if you do, I might be able to remember all the words to the first Beatles album because <laughs> yeah, I know be them off by heart, but that's yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, okay. So they, that was big 
for you. Oh, yeah, I was. And also, right from, I went to um, Pinky Agnew, when we mm. she had a birthday the other day, and we went to and saw Oklahoma again, which was something mm. that, you know, music, Mum and Dad were very big on musicals back then, and I knew all the words from Oklahoma, too. I hadn't realised how dark Oklahoma was, actually. Even watching it again was quite a revelation. But, um, yeah, no, it was all was all the Bobbies, you know, it was Bobby V, Bobby <laughs> Darren, and Johnny, you know, till it's, was it just the, the Beatles changed, well, actually, you know, as if the whole world knows, the yeah. Beatles changed everything from being pops, just a pop singer kind of person like Bobby Lee and Andy mm. and Brothers and the Beatles are something new. Mm. I, I absolutely love the Beatles, quite correctly I love the Beatles and I still do love <laughs> the Beatles. I still do actually. Yeah. I had a I had a compilation once and I've never seen it again. It was an LP and it actually finally got, you know, beyond re- redemption. And it was called The Beatles Ballads. Oh yeah, I had that. That's actually that's actually the first record of the Beatles that I really identified with oh, we yeah. we must have bought a I think I've I've recently bought a copy of it oh, again because yeah. we um, like an old one yeah. because we would have probably bought it for my mum or something yes, I guess like yeah. when I was a kid yes mum and dad were always into the Beatles and they would have like lost all their you know given yes, away all yeah. their records and scratched them yeah. up and stuff and yeah, that was really important oh, to me. Because yeah, I love the cover image too. Like yes, the cover yeah. image was a, a painting of them that was it was somewhere between, in my mind, it's somewhere between like where the wild things are and yes. a Cat Stevens album cover. Yeah, it's somewhere yeah. between those two things. Yes, that's probably right. I, I'm just wondering whether I had it as a, an LP or whether I had it as a copied tape from mm. somebody else. You know, but but I, I did love that. But I, I, then I've, I've gone through stuff. I like country music. I still do like um, um, Emmy Lou Harrison. Mm. Uh, I like duets, actually. I, I still love... I don't listen as much as I used to. And I like classical music, but I do like... Um, when I was writing all the time, and I used to have music on all day. To write now, to. Yeah, to, to write to. And now I basically like silence. You know, if I'm home, I don't yeah. listen in the same way. But... Um, and also now everyone's on Spotify, and I still like putting a CD in the slot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like knowing the next one. That's you know when 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 you've got that sort of variety, you know you've made your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. I don't know because I still hate it when I listen to a when I listen to a Beatles song on the radio. Can always the next song comes straight yes. to my mind. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, I like Roy. I like Cliff Richard. Actually, I remember Living Doll. I remember the first two song, two records that actually really made me aware of music in a way. Mm. And one was Poetry in Motion, Johnny mm. Tillotson, mm. and the which our neighbours played. And then there was um, the um, uh, the Living Doll, the Cliff Richard yeah. song. And mm. a girl at school asked me if I liked it, and she was called Joan. She read here, and she was so cool, and I was not at all cool, and I just thought. So I lied, just half lied, and then went home and found out, you know, looked, the equivalent of looked it up on yeah, Google, yeah. yeah, and found Living Doll, and I heard it on the yeah. parade, because we had the Lever Hit Parade and the Sunset, you know, there was some very good radio, it very good for music, yeah. like that time, yeah, yeah. that's how you got and then Mum and Dad stereo grand, I used to come home after school and put it on long play and sit right by it in the middle, you know, with two, two speakers listening yeah, to music. Need to get back into it. <laughs> mm. You'll have to put on the wiggles and all that sort of stuff if you're going to write a kid's book. <laughs> wiggles, yes. No, no, it's not. I won't be writing a wiggles kind of <laughs> You know, it'll be domestic fiction just like my uh, yeah. own 
adult stuff was I think I'm interested in the human condition yes rather than the quirky yeah yeah, yeah. no that's that's very yeah. that's very clear in your work <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 well congratulations on this book it's um yeah. yeah I can't say enough good things about oh, it and uh, I know I don't need to because only Colin Morris has <laughs> found it devastatingly shallow <laughs> do you know Colin no. Don't no. you? Because he's, lo- he's lovely. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. The radio yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you might have bumped into him. At, I mean, he's finished there now, but he used to work at Unity Books and stuff as well. Yeah, so, yeah. reasonably recently. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that hurts even more now that I know he's actually a person of astute, a person of good taste. Ready, steady, wiggle. Camelot, Simon, Anthony, too. Ready, steady, wiggle. You can jump like a kangaroo. Ready, steady, wiggle.